Hello, and welcome to episode 4 of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Party, and today I'm going to be going over free agency and everything that's happened now in this wild week. Let's get right into it. Alright, so I'm just going to be going over team by team in alphabetical orders, the, the releases, resigns, trades, and um, signings from other teams. So starting off with the Arizona Cardinals, they released Jordan Hicks and Jordan Phillips, re-signed Zach Ertz, Max Williams, James Conner, Colt McCoy, uh, Denise Gardeck, Michael Dogby, and then they signed um, a long snapper and a punter. As I said in my free agency preview, they don't really have a lot of money to work around. Um, I kind of hinted at Hicks being a potential cut candidate. He's kind of been rumored, I feel like, on the way out since he's gotten in, whether it be through trade or now release. Um, and then it's good. I think it's really good that they brought back um, Max Williams and Zach Ertz. I'm surprised kind of that Zach Ertz got a three-year deal, $10 million a year from them. Um, but it's good to give Kyler a couple more weapons along the outside. And then James Conner, same thing. He got a big payday. Um, he definitely deserved it after what he did last year, but it's always like kind of the risk of, well, he performed really well, but he also found him for like $2 million. So could you find another person like that? Um, either way, it's good money that James Conner got, and he deserved it, and it makes sense that he got it from the Cardinals. Uh, moving on, they, the Atlanta Falcons extended Young Hoku and Jake Matthews. They signed Casey Hayward and Elijah Wilkinson, um, and then teased Tabor and Damian Williams, and then re-signed Anthony Rush and Colby Gassett. Um, extending a kicker, that's typically good. Five years, about $5 million a year. Uh, shouldn't be too cap-strung on that, and Young Ho is one of the best kickers in the league. Makes sense. Jake Matthews, three years, 52. He's getting a bit up there in age, but I'm assuming this move also kind of helps clear some cap space. They could be trying to make a move for Deshaun Watson right now. Casey Hayward for two years. It's kind of an interesting signing. He's never been outside of a cover three system and excelled at it. He was in Green Bay early. Um, I can't remember if he played safety there or if he was corner, but either way, once he got out of Green Bay and went to the Chargers, that's where he excelled that covered three um, Gus Bradley defense and then last year on the Raiders as well. Um, no one else too big to talk about there. All right. Baltimore Ravens. So Alejandro Villanueva retired and then they released Trayvon Young or Tavon Young, my bad. Uh, signed Marcus Williams, Morgan Moses, and Michael Pierce. So I think all three of those signings are phenomenal. Marcus Williams is one of the best um, young safeties in the year in the league. He's known best for his Minnesota Miracle play. But beside that one play, he's been all-around solid center field free safety. Um, he should give what Earl Thomas gave them a couple years ago. So that's a, definitely an upgrade on their defense. Morgan Moses should be an upgrade over Alejandro Villanueva um, from last year. He's just a solid right tackle, consistent uh, on the Redskins and been football team for years. Uh, last year with the Jets and was good there too. Then Michael Pierce is a solid, uh, getting up there in age, but run stuffy defensive tackle. So yeah, I think those are three pretty good moves. Uh, Buffalo Bills, they released AJ Klein, John Feliciano, Daryl Williams, and. Cole Beasley, 
extended Mitch Morris, re-signed Jake Kumaro, and then signed Roger Saffold, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Vaughn Miller, and OJ Howard. Um, kind of surprised to see them release both John Feliciano and Daryl Williams, but it's a good thing that they got Saffold back and then re-upped Mitch Morris. The interior of their offensive line should be overall fine. Um, they do have that one guy, Cody Ford. Is that? Yeah. So they're probably expecting Cody Ford to take a step up at the other guard position opposite Roger Saffold. And Roger Saffold also is getting older. So we'll see how that kind of move plays off trading Feliciano and Williams for Saffold and Ford. Um, Tim Settle and Daquan Jones, they're two solid run-stuffing defensive tackles. The Bills have been kind of allowing other teams to, like inviting them to run against them because it's the more effective way to play defense. You'd rather have a team run against you than pass against you, but sometimes they allow them to run a bit too much, so it's good that they're getting Tim Settle in. And then Vaughn Miller, he's he's obviously going to help with our run defense too. He's been very solid against the run despite getting up there in age. And while he has had a dip in his pass rushing this past season, he obviously bounced back, especially in the playoffs. I think it just took a little bit more motivation to get him going. He was kind of like sitting there on a declining Broncos team, and then it's like all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I'm playing next to Aaron Donald. We got a chance to win the Super Bowl. He's going to be on the Bills next year. Got a chance to win the Super Bowl again, so expect him to bounce back in a big way. Uh, O.J. Howard, that should be a really nice one-two punch. Him and Dawson Knox. Um O.J. Howard just kind of got overshadowed by the other tight ends there in Tampa and then never really got an opportunity once Gronk got there. So I think he was obviously a first-round pick for a reason. He should be able to bounce back, and I'm excited to see what he does in Buffalo. Uh, in one year, $3.5 million, that's plenty good enough to take a flyer on. So, yeah, great move. Uh, the Carolina Panthers released A.J. Boye and Morgan Fox. They re-signed Brandon... Zylstra, that's a name. And then um, they signed Xavier Woods, Austin Corbett, Dante Foreman, Marquise Harris, or Marquise Haynes, and then Rashad Higgins. Um, I really like the Xavier Woods and Austin Corbett move. Both very solid players for not too much, like $5 million a year, a bit over that for Xavier Woods for a safety who's kind of been underrated since his time in Dallas and then last year in Minnesota. Played pretty solid. And then Austin Corbett getting just under $10 million a year for a slightly above average guard who's also just coming into, just getting off of his first rookie contract. So there's a chance that he could be even better here for Carolina, who desperately needs help along the offensive line. Dante Foreman is a good backup running back to have to kind of spell. A.J. Boye and Morgan Fox both kind of getting up there in age. So those aren't too surprising of releases. And then Rashad Higgins is one of the, like, a perfect number four receiver right now, I think. Probably slide in at number three depends on the rookie from last year out of LSU, Terrence Marshall. Um, if he can take the step up and be number three, Rashad Higgins would be a really good number four there. And the Chicago Bears released Tariq uh, Cohen and Eddie Goldman and their long snapper and then signed uh, Nicholas Murrow, Larry Ogunjobi, and then Equinemius St. Brown. That's a lot of money for Larry Obenjobi, who's a solid pass rusher, but not much against the run. And three years, over $10 million each year at $40.5 $40. overall. Um, he's going to have to live up to that, but 
Matt Eberflus does like this interior pressure as you saw with DeForest Buckner from last year. And Okunjobi fits that role a lot more than Goldman, so it makes sense to swap out. Morrow's been kind of like one of the more underrated linebackers against the past these past couple years. And so it's nice to see him get another opportunity to start somewhere else alongside Roquan Smith. That could be a really good linebacker duo. And then Cohen just it's been dealing with injuries, running backs. You know, it's just so tough to be a running back in this league nowadays. Tough to see that. And Eddie Goldman, yeah, just a one-for-one switch. And then we'll see if Equinemius St. Brown can kind of reach his potential with his NFC North arrival now. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals franchise tag Jesse Bates re-signed B.J. Hill, Michael Thomas, Brandon Allen, and Eli Apple. And then the uh, they signed Alex Kappa, Ted Cross, and Hayden Hurst. Um, the Kappa and Cross deals are phenomenal. Get more bodies along the offensive line that are at least good enough. Like, these are two average to above average in Alex Kappa's case guards, which is much better than what you were playing with before. Because just getting one or two elite offensive linemen, you still have holes along the rest of it. So you want to get at least like decent play across all of it, and it's hard to spread the money across that during free agency. So the smart one of the smart things to do is like get a bunch of different guys like the Bengals did here. As far as they haven't re-signed Jesse Bates yet, um, if they were to do that, I would expect that to free up even more space for them. Not that I don't know if they need to now with all these moves that they've made. Um, if they're trying to get anyone else. Um, Eli Apple, I said look for him to come back in my free agency preview. He played well down the stretch, and he just got a lot of hate because he wouldn't shut up on Twitter despite being just like a decent corner. But um, good for him to get another opportunity. Four million ain't no, like, just chump change either. Like, he's getting paid to play there. And then Hayden Hurst, it will be interesting to see what he does. Uh, former first-round pick but came out really old and then got kind of just shipped away to the Falcons, and now he's on the Bengals replacing uh, CJ Ujama, so we'll see how he does there. BJ Hill is one of these defensive tackles, run-stuffing defensive tackles that got three years, 30 million. There were uh, multiple of them. Apparently, that's the running price now for a young defensive tackle who's really solid against the run. So good for him, get his payday, and the Bengals were, I think, smart to re-sign re- him as they did lose um, Ogunjobi. So the Browns franchise tagged um, David and Joku. They traded for Amari Cooper, released Jarvis Landry, J.C. Treader, and Austin Hooper. They also traded for Chase Winovich, and then signed Taven Bryan and re-signed Anthony Walker. Um, so the franchise tag makes a little bit more sense now that they're now that they're releasing Hooper. I think Hooper was just kind of a bad signing from the start. Like they had and Joku already there. Um, young first round pick and then they spent all this money on Hooper just for him to be gone like two years the Mari Cooper trade is great if he works out there it's a low risk high reward you're only giving up a fifth round pick to get one of the best separating receivers in the league and I think that's a bit more what Baker wants Baker wants to see someone open and throw it to him that kind of seems like what part, part of the problem with Odell was Odell's he is a separate, don't don't get me wrong, but he's also like the spectacular, he wants the ball no matter what, and he feels like he can make the catch even when contested, so maybe that's where a bit of the tension came from. Um, Chase Winovich should be a good sign or good player there to go opposite Miles Garrett. He was very solid in Michigan and solid uh, first two years in New England. 
He's a, he was a bit older for a rookie. I think he came out like 24, so he's like 26, 27 almost right now. Um, and they had to give up a young stud linebacker in Mac Wilson. We'll see if that trade pays out for him, but Edge is definitely the most the more valuable of the two positions. And then Taven Bryan, um, I believe he was a former first-round pick for Jacksonville, right? Yeah, he was picked uh, at the end, uh, 29th overall. Um, never a bad idea, I think, to take a flyer on one of these guys. For one million, one year, four million isn't a lot of money. You can see how he goes, and so hopefully he can produce there. Um. So next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys. They franchise tag Dalton Schultz for one year, uh, almost eleven million. Um, they released Leo Collins and then re-signed Michael Gallup. Demarcus Lawrence, Malik Hooker, and Dorrance, or and then they signed Dorrance Armstrong. The Dorrance Armstrong was already on their team. Yeah, I don't know why this here says signed. Um, they just re-signed Dorrance Armstrong. Um, I think it was a great. It was a great move to re-sign Michael Gallup after trading away Amari Cooper. Clearly, there was some dysfunction there like Cooper wanted more targets he wanted out he didn't like it there but I think the bigger issue is that you're paying your what's more and more becoming your number two running back in Ezekiel Elliott's way too much money where you can't keep your number one maybe maybe number two receiver but either way you got CeeDee Lamb on the cheap deal like them two combined that should be um going salary for a one two receiver even if you're paying Amari Cooper the one versus CeeDee Lamb um, either way Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb should still be a really good duo you also got Malik Hooker back former first round pick I always like um, taking a chance on someone like this who um, he didn't really do too much last year but he just showed a lot of promise before getting injured and coming out of Ohio State so hopefully he can reach his potential here um, Demarcus Lawrence for three years 40 million that's a that's a great deal like that just over 10 million a year for one of the best pass rushers like yeah he was out last year people kind of forgot about him but a couple years ago he was a defensive player of the year candidate for like four straight years he's just a very solid piece along with um Dorrance Armstrong he is someone who and they can put in to spell their pass rushers and then also allow um Ooh, linebacker. Michael Parsons to play more like true linebacker versus edge. And then Leo Collins, kind of just the same thing. Like, you can't afford to pay your very high-quality tackle because you're paying your running back. Um, look for someone to scoop him up pretty soon. He's a he's one of the top half of the league starting right tackle, so it's very disappointing to see the Cowboys have to release him because they're so cap-strong. The Denver Broncos released... Deshaun Hamilton traded for Russell Wilson, signed Ben Braden, signed uh, DJ Jones and Randy Gregory, and then re-signed Josie Jewell. Um, yeah, the rush trade is huge. Makes that offense one of the best in the league instantly. They have a solid offensive line. Um, they need a tight end. We'll see if Albert or O can develop into a uh, starting tight end. He shows he has the athletic ability to do it. He just hasn't quite put it all together yet. Third year, I think he was a fifth round pick from two years ago. Um, and then DJ Jones is a solid defensive tackle run stuffing three years, 30 minutes. That's just the going rate for them this year, I guess. Uh, and Randy Gregory, <laughs> Ooh, the Cowboys got to feel slighted by him. Um, 
So from what I heard is there was wording about if he gets fined that they can like wipe his whole salary if they want to or something along those lines or they can wipe like a portion of the salary and Randy Gregory didn't know about it until like right before he signed it and he was like hold up I don't want to sign this like he tried to throw that in last second and the Cowboys were like no like this is normal practice we always do this and it turns out only the Cowboys are like normal practice to them like most other teams don't have that language but the Cowboys too and so in every contract that Randy Gregory has had up until now he's had that language in there he just didn't know it but either way this just seems like an all confusing mess and the Denver Broncos are just benefactors of it because now they get uh what should be a solid edge duo um in Gregory and Chubb we'll see they both have their highs they both have their lows uh, but they definitely have, like, if they both hit their ceiling together, that will be one of the scariest pass rushes in the league. Whew. That whole AFC West is scary, man. And then Josie Jewel, I was kind of saying they need to bring back at least one of their two impending free agent linebackers to go alongside. Um, man, who's there? Bradley Bozeman? No. Um, Baron Browning, to go alongside Baron Browning. So those two should be your two linebackers for the next at least two years. So the Detroit Lions are up next. They released Trey Flowers, re-signed Alex Anzalone, Sean Dion Hamilton, Tracy Walker, Tim Boyle, Charles Harris, Khalif Raymond, David Blau, and then they signed DJ Chark, and uh, Garrett Griffin. Um, Trey Flowers, kind of an obvious cut. He was just very expensive, wasn't producing. He was a New England guy, came over with Matt Patricia and just never produced. Um, Alex Anzalone, Sean Dion Hamilton, both solid linebackers. Sean Dion Hamilton's got some nice upside, so we'll see where that goes. Alex Anzalone is kind of on downward. Um, I like Tracy Walker. He's a very solid safety, versatile, and one of the bright pieces on this young Detroit team and um, Aaron Glenn clearly wanted to keep him around giving him three years 25 million like that's a sizable contract for a young safety who hasn't proved a ton but has great potential uh, I think the flyer on DJ Chark is a really good move one year 10 million uh, doesn't break the bank to bring him in but also like he has number one receiver potential for either Jared Goff or if you go out and draft him Malik Willis, which I'm hearing a lot of rumors about, uh, that will give him someone to throw to outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. Definitely need that. Charles Harris, I was also saying, like, you should bring him back. He had a breakout year for you guys. Might as well kick the tires on him again, see if he can keep breaking out together. All right. The Green Bay Packers have extended Aaron Rodgers, um, Preston Smith, and then they released Zedarius Smith, Billy Turner, and they tendered Alan Lazard, signed a punter, and then traded Devontae Adams. Uh, what a busy offseason. This Packers team must be a roller coaster to be a fan of right now. First day, is Aaron Rodgers staying? Is he going? Who are we going to franchise tag? We franchise tag Devontae. Okay, cool. He's back at least. Um, Aaron Rodgers just gets this huge payday frees up some more cap space you cut Zadarius and Billy Turner um 
you have all this cap space to bring back Devontae Adams. And then apparently he just really wants to go to Vegas. There was um, that same contract that Vegas offered him. Apparently the Packers did too, but he was just like, no, like I want to go. He wanted to play with his best friend for his childhood favorite team growing up. Like it makes sense. But the Packers got to be like, man, like missing out on one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, but they did get a really good return on him. And now they don't have to pay that $28.25 million per year contract. Um, Devondre Campbell, $10 million a year for what was a, I believe he was first team, if not second team, all-pro linebacker, one of the best linebackers last year. Yes, it was a late career breakout, but may, like linebackers are very scheme-dependent. Maybe he's just amazing in this scheme. And that like the fact that he fits the scheme so well, and I don't mean scheme-dependent as in you can just plug in anyone, but like if you are good in this scheme you're going to look really good in this game, you know? So it's good to keep him around. And for $10 million a year, that's like less than what um, Blake Martinez makes with the Giants. Or made, I think they might have cut him. But yeah, either way, that was a really good price tag for one of the best linebackers in the league. Houston Texans. Whew, what, a, what a bunch of names they got here going on. So they released uh, Marcus Cannon, and that looks like that's the only one they released. Um, they re-signed Aust- a- Anthony Auclair, Justin Britt, Malik Collins, Pharaoh Brown, Desmond King, and Eric Murray. Um, my favorite out of these is re-signing Desmond King. He's a solid slot corner. They looked really good in that cover three style defense in um Los Angeles or in San Diego. I think he was there in San Diego. Um, Pharaoh Brown's a nice young tight end. I think he's getting kind of older, but um, he's, he's a decent number two, you know? Maybe number three tight end. That's why he didn't really get too much money for him, you know? Um, and then they signed AJ Can, MJ Stewart, Terrence Brooks, Ogbania Aquan Crow. Are they signed there, Ogbania? Or or Boale, um, and then they traded for Blake Cashman. Um, so my favorites out of these signings are Ogbonia Okwankwo, and he's a very solid, or he was a solid rotational edge in Los Angeles, never really got his time to shine, but when he did play, he performed well. We'll see if he can take the uptick in role. Um, Blake Cashman is a solid linebacker, should do well, or could potentially do well in the system he dealt with a lot of injuries coming out um so he never really got to develop in new york for the jets but maybe here in texas he can turn the corner with his health and with his play so for the indianapolis colts jack doyle retired they re-signed uh, mo Ali cox and zaire franklin they signed brandon Faison. And then they traded for Yannick Ngakwe. Um, the Jack Doyle retirement, I kind of like, I put him as a potential cut to Canada, and I didn't realize he was going to retire, but kind of same thing cap-wise, I'm pretty sure. Mo Ali Cox, really good to bring him back. Former basketball player. Um, I just remember him making this crazy one-handed catch against Oakland a couple years ago. And since then, it was kind of like, okay, this guy's on my radar. Um, he's just really athletic, really tall, strong, physical, but also like a good blocker for being more of a receiving tight end you know um brandon Faison was a starter on the raiders last year after like injuries and the whole damon Arnett saga um 
And so Gus Bradley obviously likes him. He brought him from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, now with him to Indianapolis. So we'll see if he gets more playing time. He was benched in the uh, playoff games because Jamar Chase was just cooking him alive, but that was Jamar Chase, so we'll see if he does better this year. And then Yannick Ngakwe. Um, I think that's a solid trade for them. Yannick's one of the better pass rushers. He's not good against the run. You're going to have to take him out against run snaps, but they definitely needed some more juice along the edge. Him, Quiddy Pay, and DeForest Buckner should bring one of the better pass rushers in the league, definitely. So Jacksonville Jaguars, they franchise-tagged Cam Robinson, they released Carlos Hyde and Miles Jack. They re-signed Will Richardson Trey, and Trey Herndon. And then they signed a big lift in Brandon Scherf, Florenzo Flatikoski, uh, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Foisada Luwinkan, and Zay Jones. Um, I'm going to start off with Foisada Luwinkan. I don't understand trading him for Miles Jack practically. You had to take a dead cap hit to release Miles Jack, who is, I believe, a tiny bit younger, if not like a couple months either younger or older, um, is more familiar with your team. Like He's already there in Jacksonville, and I think he's shown more upside, more flash. Like Foyasad has never been the number one linebacker on his team. Miles Jack has. Um, who knows, maybe Foyasad can prove me wrong, but I just feel like this is kind of a... You're spending more money to get worse at the position. Uh, speaking of spending more money, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are making just an absolute boatload of money. Um, while neither of them have really proved that they have earned that. Like Zay Jones, I'm surprised, got a three-year contract. What exactly did he do between this year and last year to go from a one-year $2.5 million to a three-year $24 million? He definitely looked better towards the end at in Vegas as he was kind of forced into this number one receiver role. But he still finished with 500 yards and one touchdown. That one touchdown came in week one overtime. And then Christian Kirk, just $18 million a year for a guy who had one game with over 100 yards receiving last year. No games over 100 yards when he was forced to be the number one option after D-Hop went out. So that one just kind of like a head-scratcher. Um, Darius Williams, I think, is a pretty good signing. But it's also kind of confusing because they have two... Uh, outside corners already so are they going to be putting him in the slot but three years 30 million ten dollars or 10 million a year for a um starter on in the corner or in the secondary i think is a pretty good running right um folly fadakasi getting that 10 million a year three year 30 million that, that i've been bringing up and then evan ingram one year nine million i think that's a good deal for a tight end with elite athleticism who just kind of wasn't able to put it all together in New York, but that was kind of a mess over there. So maybe there's more to that than we know. Um, and then Brandon Sheriff, I think that's another good signing. Um, the best guard in the class this year. So upgrading that offensive line, getting veterans in there. Um, it's clear that they're going to go Aiden Hutchinson now over offensive tackle. So they wanted to, they went with the route of getting older guys who are, going to be more guaranteed production to help out Trevor Lawrence in the long run. And I, at first I was kind of like, okay, like I don't love the Cam Robinson thing, but the more I think about it, the more that makes sense. Like you want to, Cam Robinson likely isn't going to be better than any of these three top tackles, but year one, like there's a solid chance he will be. So we'll see how it goes going with the veteran route there and then getting a just defensive game changer in Hutchinson. So the Kansas City Chiefs franchise tagged Orlando Brown. 
uh, re-signed Michael Burton and Chad Henney, and then signed Justin Reed. Um, while the rest of the AFC West had been great, getting crazy, the Kansas City Chiefs had kind of been sitting in the background, sitting quiet, but they did get Justin Reed, who, uh, before the Texans kind of just fell apart, he was one of the rising star young safeties. Um, and then he kind of just, like, his play went down along with the rest of the teams. You wonder if it's kind of just like a motivation thing, like the team just kind of sucked around. If it's hard to play in that, it gets in your head, you know. So we'll see how he looks in this scheme, but I am optimistic. Like, I think he's going to be good. A bit over $10 million a year, three years. That is a bit expensive for someone who hasn't entirely proven it, but I think he will live up to that. And then Orlando Brown, I expect them to kind of get an, an extension in here soon. Maybe they have him play on it, but... I feel like Orlando Brown, if he's the type to demand a trade because he want, doesn't want to play right tackle, would be the type to be like, give me a extension or I'm not going to play for you. All right. The Raiders, they have released Corey Littleton and Carl Nassib and Nick Kwiatkowski. They signed Darius Phillips, Bilal Nichols, Chandler Jones, Anthony Averett, Jacob or Jacob Johnson, Mac Hollins, Alex Bars, and Amir Abdullah. And then they have traded for Rocky Sin and Devontae Adams. Who, the, when the Adams news broke today, I could not believe it. Um, that is a dream scenario for the Raiders. I did not expect it to happen. I, I'm i really excited to see how this AFC West plays out now because it kind of seemed like the Raiders were falling behind. They didn't really make any moves the first two days of free agency, and then they just kind of turned it up. Um, I really like Bilal Nichols. He was very solid with the Bears his rookie year. Kind of fell off a bit after that. But also so did the rest of the defense around him, you know. So you wonder if it's just like now that he's going to be playing alongside um, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, is it going to be kind of like the same thing as him playing next to Khalil Mack in that 2018 season? Um, We'll see if he can bounce back like that. And Chandler Jones, that's another great deal you pretty much got Chandler Jones and Rockus in for um Carl Nassib and Yannick Ngakwe when you kind of factor in the money and all that you know um and I think the Raiders make that trade 10 out of 10 times that um that trade off Chandler Jones he did have he had a really good first week and then kind of fell off a bit towards the rest towards the end of the season was dealing with the injuries on and off so you hope he can stay healthy and I think you got to like elite edge rushing duos maybe one of the top like three in the leagues if both are healthy and as dominant as they could be um and then the rest of the guys are kind of just like backups uh we'll see rockus and him and trayvon mullen might be the starters next year we'll see how they do and yeah so we'll go on to the los angeles chargers who have released brian bulaga re-signed um chase mcdaniel or chase daniel sorry and mike williams and then signed jc jackson Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, and traded for um, Khalil Mack. Um, yeah, the AFC West just continue going wild. Uh, this offense is going to be one of the best in the league. I think that if they got one of the, if they got a good tackle in the draft, they need to jump all over him and just like solidify that offensive line for years to come. Someone like a Trevor Penning or Bernard Raymond, if one of those two guys are there, just grab them. Like, just plug and play. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, they should help with their kind of squishiness that they've been experiencing in the middle. Um, the fact they didn't have to give up their first-round pick is wild to get Khalil Mack. Him and Joey Bosa, that, 
that might be one of the best edge rushing duo in like NFL history, man. They they're gonna go off. Just it's so exciting to see all these great pass rushers playing together. Like I feel like we haven't seen these solid duos as much recently and now they're kind of just all coming together this year especially in the afc west and then jc jackson for like 16 million a year that was a lot less than a lot of people thought he was going to get he thought people thought he was going to reach 18 maybe even 20 million the fact that he got away from new england and now he's going to be playing in los angeles for the chargers a slot alongside um or opposite of their young guy asante samuel jr um, you factor in Derwin James, you got that pass rush, um, and now their interior defensive line is getting a bit stronger. Just this defense is going to be solid. Coached by Brandon Staley, who's already coached the number one defense in the league. I'm just, this might be the best team in the league next year. I, I would not be surprised if, especially after um, the draft, if they fill in whatever like one or two holes that they have left. If people. They might be Super Bowl favorites. This this team is scary good. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams pulled money out of nowhere. They released Johnny Hecker. Maybe that, I mean, that freed up a tiny bit, but not enough to somehow get Joseph Noteboom, Ryan Allen, um, Cole Shelton, backup center, and then Allen Robinson. Um, I did not think they would be this active in free agency. The fact that they got Noteboom and Allen back are incredible. Now you only, I thought they were going to lose two to three um, offensive lineman and said they only lost Austin Corbett so that's phenomenal for them um, and then Allen Robinson like what Cooper Cup Allen Robinson um, who's the other guy Robert Woods oh, last year you got Van Jefferson they're still in the mix for Odell apparently they drafted 2-2 in the second round last year like what the heck are your opposing defenses supposed to do man like there's the Rams are going all in again. I did not think that they would be able to afford to, but somehow they are, somehow they will, and they're going to be deep postseason contenders again. All right. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins. Franchise tagging Mike Gusecki. Um, re-signing backup quarterback Preston Williams and um, Landon Roberts. And then signing a long list of guys. So we got Emmanuel Ogba. Oh, that's a re-sign. Um, Chase Edmonds, Cedric Wilson, Teddy B, um, Keon Crisson. I think that's how you say that. Sorry. Um, Connor Williams, Alex Alec Ingold, Raheem Mostert, Sheldick Redwine, Trent Sherfield, and Duke Riley. Um, great move to bring back Ogba, in my opinion. He really excelled in this Miami defense. And they're keeping their defensive coordinator despite firing... Brian Flores, sorry. And so I expect them to kind of run like the similar things. Um, Chase Edmond and Raheem Mostert are the two best running backs that they've had in a while, probably since like, I don't know, JHI, unless I'm forgetting someone. Um, so it's exciting to see them get people in there again. Um, should do well in this Shanahan scheme that McDaniel is going to bring over. And then Alec Ingold, too. They're going to plan on probably on using him as the. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk of this offense. He was really good with the Raiders, really athletic. Um, there's multiple plays of him just hurdling guys. Like, I don't know how he does it as a fullback. But, and he's just, everyone seemed to love him on the team. Um, I saw a bunch of tweets like, man, this one hurt from Josh Jacobs, you know. Like, uh, he was a captain on the Raiders, so expect him to bring that energy, bring that passion to the Dolphins. 
Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he should push to uh, make sure that he's there. Um, should like starting quality, kind of like Jacoby Brissett did last year, got coming in and out of the lineup. So good signing, one point one year, six point five million. Um, Cedric Wilson got a nice payday after being um, a number three receiver last year in the Dallas. He's not going to be the number two here for Tua. And Connor Williams, another guard signed over from Dallas. Um, he was the worst offensive lineman on the Dallas Cowboys for a couple years. But it's also the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. So that's an amazing upgrade over anything that they had there. Um, they should have the two guard spots locked up with Williams and Robert Hunt. So that's kind of good to see. Now they just need tackles and center. Um, and yeah, we'll see if any of these other guys work out. Duke Riley, I know he. a lot of people wanted him to be kind of like the next Deion Jones. And he just fizzled out. Maybe, maybe in Miami where they have a good defense, they can turn it around. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Minnesota Vikings extended Kirk Cousins. They released Michael Pierce, re-signed their punter, and then signed Harrison Phillips, Jordan Hicks, Johnny Munt, and Austin Schlottman. Um, Kirk helps free up some cap space. Makes sense to do that. They were really cap strong. Phillips for Pierce, kind of like a trade-off. Get younger, get a bit more expensive, I believe. Uh, but Phillips was really solid in Buffalo, so nice to see him get a payday here in uh, Minnesota. Jordan Hicks. Real classy guy, real good leader. He handled his situation in Arizona well. I was saying like he kind of was seen as this guy who might be potentially out for a couple of years, but still played hard when he wasn't dealing with injuries. Um, already he's like a really good leader. Should help Minnesota, and we'll see if they make any more splash moves. Um, so New England Patriots, they have released Kyle Van Noy. They re-signed Brian Ho- Hoyer, James Furt. Fertes, Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, and they traded for Mac Wilson, traded away um, Shaq Mason, and then oh, they also re-signed James White and signed Terrence Mitchell. Um, so Devin McCourty, he's been a mainstay on the team. Makes sense that they bring him back. Um, Matthew Slater too. These are just really good locker room guys that they want to keep. And then Matthew Slater, just a special teams ace. Shaq Mason, that's a head-scratching move. Trade him for a fifth-round pick where he's not even worth that much against the cap. I think he was under $10 million a year, which is, like, going great for a good guard. And that's what he is. He's a top 5 to 10 guard in the league. So very surprised he traded him away. Uh, Mac Wilson, maybe Belichick wants to transition away from their old, like, bigger thumping-style linebacker that they have, like um, Dante Hightower, um, Jerome Bentley getting kind of a smaller guy in Mac Wilson here. We'll see if that's just like one guy who they're using and then they're going to bring back a bit more of these thumpers or if this is just like, nah, Bill Belichick's like throwing curveball at him. So yeah, the Saints, they tendered Chai Tuttle, re-signed Lil Jordan Humphrey, and then signed um, Contavia Street. Uh, Marcus May is a great signing. I don't know how they afforded him. It's definitely a downgrade over when compared to Marcus Williams. But he's still a solid safety. Kind of just had like a couple down years, especially after Jamal Adams left, and then New York also like New New York ain't a great place for football in the past couple years. We'll see if under a more stable um, team with Dennis Allen as the head coach, 
um, defensive guy. We'll see if Marcus May can take the next step up in his career. And Shai Tuttle, he's just a solid defensive tackle, um, run stuffing, and should provide some good depth along that interior. The New York Giants have released Logan Ryan, re-signed CJ Board, Matt Gano, Mark Lewinsky, um, and Jaron Williams, and then signed John Feliciano and Tyrod Taylor. Um, so the, I don't know why it says re-signed Mark Lewinsky. He came from the Colts, sorry. Um, but yeah, so Lewinsky and Feliciano, they might be the two starters. We'll see if, I doubt Will Hernandez starts next year. Um, he might start over Feliciano, but he just hasn't lived up to kind of his billing as a high second round pick. Glowinski's a great pickup. He's been a solid offensive line there for the Colts for a couple of years. Um, Tyrod Taylor, I really like the signing too. He's someone who can push um, Daniel Jones, kind of be like, make sure he hears the footsteps. I don't, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to start over Tyrod or over Daniel. I don't see that happening. Um, I just kind of see it as being a very solid backup who can bring some veteran leadership to the locker room and then also kind of kind of push and be like hey like i am here so if you mess up like i'm gonna take your job but i i just don't see it happening um i was really saying like i wanted mitch trubisky to come here to be that guy he ends up going to the steelers um i think there would be a more of a chance i just don't see why the giants would kind of hitch their wagon to an older quarterback like tyrod taylor when it's this young exciting coach and brian dable coming in bringing his own stuff you know so the Jets were uh, another one of these teams with a busy offseason. They have re-signed Braxton Berrios, Tevin Coleman, Connor McDermott, um, LaMarcus Joyner, Dan Feeney, Joe Flacco, and then they also tendered um, their kicker and Mike White. Then they went out and signed Lincoln Tomlinson, um, Robert Foster, C.J. Uzama, D.J. Reed Jr., Jordan Whitehead, uh, Je- Tyler Conklin and Jacob Martin. Um, Lake and Tomlinson, great move. They're going to have two solid guards, and then their left tackle figured out their center to. Um, can't think of his name right now, but I think they got four out of five offensive line positions filled out. Don't be surprised to see them fill out the fifth one, either with that number four or number 10 overall pick. Um, Braxton Barrios, $6 million a year for a solid uh, return man slash slot wide receiver. I think that's a good going deal. Um, they got two good tight ends. They haven't had a good tight end in a while. They got two of them here in CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. I'm kind of surprised Uzama only made $3 million a year in total salary. So that's only $1 million a year more per year than um, Conklin. Uh, both of them should be very solid. We'll probably see them running a bit more 12 personnel and splitting reps there. DJ Reed Jr., I'm surprised he made more than Darius Williams. He's kind of in the same role, smaller. I think he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, corner, who's surprisingly good at outside. But that's what they need. Now they got DJ Reed Jr. and Bryce Hall. That's not going to knock anyone's boots off for cornerback rooms, but it's a definite upgrade over what they've had these past couple years. And, yeah, that's about everyone I want to talk about there. Uh, so the Philadelphia Eagles have signed Hassan Reddick, and then they released Fletcher Cox. I've been hearing that they're probably going to bring him back. Like, they're in talks with him last I saw. Um, at the end of all this, I'm going to go over Twitter, just make sure I didn't miss anything big that happened while I was recording. Um, and then Fletcher Cox, or Hassan Reddick, three years, $15 million each year. Uh, he's a speed rush specialist, kind of 
Opposite of what they're used to having with Brandon Graham, kind of like a power rush guy. So it's kind of, it should be a good, I think it should be a good one to punch him. Um, then 3 2 with Sweat being involved there as well. Um, you know, Philadelphia loves their pass rush. They have for years, getting bodies along the defensive line for solid rotation, and they're continuing that trend here. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have released Zach Banner and Joe Schobert. They have re-signed Arthur Mallett, uh, Chikumwa Korfor, Montrevious Adams, and they signed Mitch Trubisky, uh, Mason Cole, James Daniel, Levi Wallace, Miles Jack, and Akila Witherspoon. Well, I guess that's a re-sign. Um, I think the Witherspoon and Wallace deals, those are really good. I um, I like their upsides as a player. They are at least cornerbacks two for you. So two cornerback twos, maybe not the best thing to have as you're starting to, but could definitely do worse. You could be the Jets from the past couple, past couple of years. Um, Chikumo Korofor got a big payday, almost $10 million a year for just kind of like a replacement level tackle. Um, I guess he's better than what the alternative is, but that is a lot of money over a long amount of time. Uh, we'll see if there's a way to get out of that. Uh, James Daniel should be an upgrade. He's been very solid there for the... the Bears for the past couple years. Miles Jack to replace Joe Schobert. Um, I, I hope they make the Jags look silly for releasing Miles Jack. Miles Jack is just such a good linebacker, in my opinion. So we'll see if he if that comes to fruition. But I don't know. I'm just saying the Steelers might make the Jags look silly again. And then Mason Cole, that's a lot of money for, again, like just, or I guess not too much money, five, year, five million over three years. It's kind of like a long contract for a center who hasn't really proved his worth too much and then mitch trubisky i really like this signing that's seven and a half million per year for to see if a guy is potentially your franchise quarterback like there's a more likely than not chance that he isn't like he fizzled out with the bears for a reason but why not take the little flyer maybe have a cheap quarterback for the next two years and then have to re-sign him for like 30 35 million give him the kirk cousins treatment you can win especially with the steelers culture and organization you can win with a kirk cousins level quarterback and if mitch trubisky can become that which there's a chance he does here with these solid receiving options uh if Najah harris continues to develop and they get a good offensive line in front of him um mitch trubisky could turn his career around here so the san francisco 49ers have signed at Traverius ward um, released Contavious Street and signed Oren Burks. They haven't really been too busy. Um, Traverius Ward is definitely an upgrade of what they've had in the cornerback room for the past couple years. Um, solid press man corner, but can also run like um, different like bail technique zones and stuff like that. Uh, Oren Burks, he's just kind of like a replacement level linebacker. He had all this hype coming out. I think a third round pick in Green Bay, like I drafted linebacker for them in a while because they are just one of these teams that systematically ignore it and just never really developed into anything there. I think he dealt with injuries and stuff, so we'll see if anything happens with him in um, San Francisco. Seahawks, another one of these busy off seasons. They released Bobby Wagner, um, traded for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and a couple first, second round picks, you know, not too much. Um, they re- re-signed Quandre Diggs, Al Woods, and Will Disley, and Sidney Jones, and then signed Artie Burns, Uchenna Nwosu, and Austin Blythe. Um, I'm kind of surprised with how many people they were able to re-sign and sign, because it kind of seemed like 
or it definitely seems like with trading away Russell Wilson, they're going into this um, rebuild period in their franchise. But they still were like, still got guys like Quandre Diggs re-signing for a large sum of money. Alwood, solid pass protector. Will Disney, that's maybe just the money was what brought him back there. That's a lot of money for what's going to be the number two blocking tight end behind Noah Fant. Um, but yeah, these guys are wanting to come back. Uchenna and Wosu getting a good contract to come over and be... Um, which is going to be slated as the number one edge. He's not a number one edge, but he's should be at least someone who gets you like 40 pressures um, upgrade over what they've had before. We'll see how the Seahawks do. I definitely think their offseason made their team worse, but now they've freed up some money. They have a bunch of first, second round draft capital. We'll see them develop. Austin Blythe, that's also another sneaky good move. Um upgrading over whoever they had before i for i forgot he was also a free agent um but yeah so the tampa bay buccaneers have re-signed chris godwin ryan jensen carlton davis and uh brashad perryman they signed russell gage and trade for shock mason and, and like how Tom Brady's coming back too, so his cap is all going to be on the books. Um, this is just amazing that they were able to bring back all these big names that they have. Like, yeah, they're losing. Um, they lost Kappa. They lost um, their other guard to retirement, and so. But they got Shaq Mason for a fifth round pick. Like, damn, and Russell Gage coming there too to be their fourth fifth maybe even sixth receiving target but he's still like he's way better than that he should be a number two maybe probably a number three maybe a number two on most teams and he's gonna come in here and just like ring chase with tom brady for a year i guess um yeah the bucks the nfc south looked so weak before brady unretired and now that he unretired the tampa bay buccaneers were like okay let's just like relock reload um i fully expect them to be one of the best teams in the year or in the league next year again. Like, this is this is crazy that they were able to do that. All right. The Titans, they released Roger Saffold, Dar- Darrington Evans, um, Janoris Jenkins, and Julio Jones. They re-signed Harold Landry and Ben Jones, and then signed Jeff Swaim, Jamarco Jones, and uh, Trenton Cannon. So Harold Landry, I think I commented on this already in the last episode. That's a lot of money to be putting into your two pass rushers when neither of them are really super dominant. Um, we'll see if that pays off for them. I could see them moving off from Bud Dupree before Harold Landry. Like Harold Landry, I think, got a chance to finish off this contract. But just neither of these are number one guys. And I guess you're kind of expecting Jeffrey Simmons to be your number one. So that kind of makes it a bit more acceptable. But now you're going to have to pay Jeffrey. And that's just a lot of money to be locking up to your um, defensive line. Um, Roger Saffold, I pointed out, he had a large cap hit and was getting up there in age. Makes sense to move on. We'll see if Jamarco Jones is the plan to replace him. I kind of doubt it. Um, ben Jones, that's a good re-signing. He's a very solid center. They're probably glad they can get him back. Julio Jones, he was just a lot of money for someone who didn't play a lot of snaps for them last year, and that's kind of just the sucky way to put it. Like, he's been declining his next-gen stats. If you look at him, his speed, his mile-per-hour speed in games have been going down and down each year. So he's been dealing with these health issues, and 
It just kind of sucks for him. Like, he was just one of the best receivers, one of the most fun receivers to watch in the league, and now he's just on his way out. Uh, hopefully he signs. I hope he goes somewhere like Tampa Bay or something, uh, go ring chase, and just finish his career on top because, like, that man deserves it. Um, it sucks to see him released from the Titans, but it's probably what was best for both in this case because Julio gets to go somewhere where he chooses and then the Titans free up that cap space. Um, and then, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Swain, he kind of was on and off in Dallas. Should be at least, like, a solid number two tight end for them. Um, yeah. And then lastly, the Washington Commanders. They released Lael, or Landon Collins, um, Matt Ioannidis, Eric Flowers, DeShazer Tush- Everett. They traded for Carson Wentz, re-signed Tyler Larson, um, J.D. McKissick and Cam Sims, and then signed Bobby McCain and Andrew Norwell. Um, Carson Wentz, we'll see how that whole saga goes. People are kind of clowning him for giving up a lot, and I kind of did too. That is a lot of draft capital to give up for a quarterback with such question marks when you could have gotten a Jameis Winston for a similar price. But you also have to think about this at least guarantees them a quarterback. I feel like they did a bit early. They could have waited a bit longer to see if they could have gotten a different quarterback before being like, okay, no, panic, get Carson Wentz. Um, but they're sitting, they admittedly are sitting better than the Colts right now who don't have a quarterback. Um, Matt Ioannidis, Eric Flowers, those are two solid interior defensive line, offensive linemen, you know, like respectively. And but they just were not worth the price that they were paying them, and they had, like, other guys who could step up, take their place. I expect them to be starters on other teams next year. Um, maybe Washington can try to bring them back next. Or maybe Eric Flowers back. I doubt Ioannidis wants to come back. Ioannidis probably wants to go to a place where he can get more time. Uh, Bobby McCain should be a solid safety to go along with um, Cameron Curl. That should be a good safety duo. Lane um, College makes sense. He was released. He's a glorified linebacker at this point. Kind of sucks. He was a very solid player, fun to watch, defensive player of the year candidate with the Giants. It just kind of fell off since he got with the Redskins slash football team. Never a commander now. And then Andrew Norwell. Um, yeah, just a solid guard. Nothing too special. We'll see if the contract is overly pricey to make it worth it or not. Um, but it, probably good. Definitely a downgrade over Scherf. But at least you aren't downgrading too much, you know? All right, so that's going to do it for episode four of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. Um, like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Leave a review, five stars, please, if you're on Spotify or Apple. I'll be coming back next week. I think I'm going to be doing a mock draft, and then also, like, at the beginning at the episode relating um, to any other news that might break while I'm gone. And, yeah, I will see you guys all next week. Bye-bye.